Blog Talk Radio. Hear me? Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. Well, God bless you all tonight. So glad that you are tuning in. We're here live at Praise Tabernacle Church, Tuesday night Bible study. Thank you so much for being a part. Uh, I just want to do a quick check to see who all who all is here. Um, everyone that's that's part of the panel tonight. Who can you say something? I know my wife is on. I know Sister Oliver is here. Who else is on? Is anyone else on tonight? Good evening, Sister Tober here. Okay, all right, Sister Tober, is your husband on? Um, he's not home at the moment, but he he should be on shortly. Okay, all right, all right, cool. And I know Sister. Um, Oglesby, I know she she has to work or have class or something tonight. Okay. All right. Well, thank God for everyone that's here. Um, before we go into Bible study, we ask that, you know, we want you guys to um, keep in prayer. Um, of course, Deacon and Sister Oglesby. Um, also, uh, Elder Oliver, uh, Mr. Chaos himself, uh, Elder Oliver, uh, he hasn't made it back home yet. He's still in Nevada. Uh, so we're asking that everyone keep him uh, lifted up in prayer. Uh, he had a had a little illness down there, so well over there or whatever. So keep him lifted in prayer. So I don't know if he's going to uh, try to be on tonight or not. But um, we're just so grateful for what God is yet doing in our midst, and we give Him glory and honor. And we know both dominion and power belongs to Him have such a great lesson on tonight. It uh, seemed like we've just been picking up series. Each teacher uh, just seemed like we kind of got on a subject or a topic, and and God has been leading us to kind of stay there, and that's fine. That's that's fine. We just want to make sure we're getting an understanding. The scripture does tell us get wisdom and knowledge, but in all our getting, we need to get an understanding. So we're just so grateful for what God is doing here at our local assembly, and we just praise him for another opportunity to uh, break forth the bread of life on tonight. So we're asking you to uh, get your hearts and minds ready. We're going to say a quick word of prayer, and the next voice you will hear on this uh, Tuesday night, on this Valentine's Day, will be that of my lovely wife, uh, Lady Pamela Zachary. She's going to be leading us Amen and Bible study on tonight. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for another day. This is the day that you made, and according to your word, we are to rejoice and be glad in it. And we do find ourselves rejoicing in spite of what's going on. We thank you for this joy is not of the world. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. So we just thank you. Keep going straight. And at this time, God, we just thank you. We ask that you bless the message and the messenger. In Jesus' name, amen. Baby, uh, services into your hands. God bless. Amen. Praise God, everyone. Um, it's an honor to be on Bible study um, again on tonight. Um, it's been such a great day all day. Not just because of um, it's Valentine's Day, as they say, the, a day of love, but every day, amen, should be a should be a day of love. 
Um, and I've just, just, just been having a, a great day all day. And I hope you all have had a great day as well. Um, tonight's lesson is it was it was, I had fun with this lesson. Uh the reason Hello. All right, looks like we may have lost um first lady. Let me see um if I can get her back on. Okay. Sorry, she should be back on now. First lady, you're on. Oh. oh. Okay. I don't. I just look and I'm like, whoa, what happened? Okay. Well, we're back. This is why I know this is going to be a good lesson tonight. <laughs> it's going to be good. And um, it's it's it's. I'm I'm excited about tonight. I thank God again for the opportunity to even come um, to share a word that will encourage you and just kind of if you ever. Pick up your just pick up your Bible and just read it. It is people that that has drama in their life. It's everything we go through is in the book. I'm telling you, it's in the book, and um, you can always find your situation in there. But this on tonight is a continuation. Um, y'all pray for me. I'm gonna just give what God gave me to give to you all. And then I'm going to be done. Voice is kind of messed up, but, you know, I'm not going to cut God's word short. But um, on tonight, we're going to be coming from Genesis, the 38th chapter. And just a little back history, we've been dealing with um, with Joseph and how he was hated by all of his all of his brothers because his father not just, you know, said that he loved or whatever but he he showed that that Joseph was his um was his favorite and in life and as children parent um I know those that are grown or however um you know there's somebody out there that can say wow I I did feel that way or you can be that one to say well I was that Joseph and Joseph and my parents was actually that Jacob um but here in this chapter in chapter 38 um, well, we well we well we we ended in chapter thirty seven when I missed, when I spoke about this last, um, but chapter thirty eight is not um, a, a continuation of Joseph being sold into um, into slavery, uh, sold to the Ishmaelites. But chapter thirty eight is talking about Judah. Okay, just so we're clear, just so everybody can kind of be up to date what's going on. Um, but before I move forward, I do want to say happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Um, as I was saying before I was cut off, that it's not just one day of love. And even in this um, chapter that we're dealing with on tonight, um, it deals with a lot of that. It deals with that. Sometimes if we can just take some time out to just show love, and we wonder, well, God, well, why he act like that? Well, why she act like that? Well, why would they treat their family like that? And this is what what's going. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> pretty much what's going on um, is we look and we say, well, why are they acting like that? Well, even with children, why are those kids acting like that? Well, maybe if they got that love and that affection that they needed from their um, from their family, 
from their mom, from their dad, from their caregiver, it plays a big part in a child's in a child's life. Even giving a hug, it it pays. I mean, it plays a lot in a child's life. And um, not to get off subject because we're on subject. Um, and this was just me thinking. I said, well, did you know that we know that Joseph was the favorite, but did the other sons, even though they were older, but did they get that love? Did they get that attention? But was it they didn't get it because it was all going toward Joseph? You know, just kind of using your, you know, your human thoughts and your, you know, your human self to say, well, what if? And these, these, you know, they were in their 20s and they were they were older. So if you, if those that are listening, if you have older children, never stop showing love. Never stop letting them know that you appreciate them and that you are grateful that God blessed you with them. They can be the the roughest child. Don't just put it on that. Look and say, well, what can I do to make it better, okay? Um, I thank God for my husband giving me this opportunity as well. He surprised me. Um, I was sitting in my car just finishing up because my car is my office, and I was uh, sitting here, and he surprised me. He surprised me with all my good stuff for Valentine's Day, but one thing about it, I don't just get that on one day of the year. That's throughout. It's been 20-plus years, and I thank God for my husband tonight. But anywho, we're not going to get on that, but let's go ahead and dig into this. Um, So in Chapter 37, before we get into Chapter 38, we're going to deal with Judah because in Chapter um, 38, we're going to be talking about Judah. Um, But let's not forget that Judah – was the one that suggested that Joseph be sold. And that is um, chapter 37, verses 26. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of that just to bring you all um, up to where we're getting ready to start, okay? And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him. This is Judah talking. Come and let us sell him. To the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brother were content. Then there passed by Midianite merchantmen, and they drew and left and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. This is Judah, all Judah's plan. They all none of the brothers care for Joseph, but this was Judah's Judah's plan. So, hey, being sold into slavery to the Ishmaelites, but, you know, hey, let's get some, let's get some money off of it, you know. And Reuben, uh, well, 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt, and Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. Okay, that's just to give you a little bit about Judah. Now we're going to pick up on chapter 38, Genesis 38 verses, we're going to get through verses 1 through 30, Lord's willing, okay? So it picks up with um, with Judah. Judah, okay, was the brother who actually suggested, as I said, that they sell Joseph into slavery. After all, he's our brother, might as well make some money off of it. What kind of love is that, okay? Make some money off of his life. So verses, um, just for time's sake, <clears throat> verses 1 through 5, it talks about him leaving his brothers, okay? 
leaving his area from where he was, okay? So let's go ahead and read verses 1 through 5. And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brethren and turned into a and turned into a certain and y'all these words y'all these y'all pray for my pray for these words <laughs> and turned to a certain and a Dalamite something like that whose name was Hira and Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua and he took her and went in to her. And she conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Ur. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she called his name Onan. And she yet again conceived and bare a son, and called his name Shelah. And he was at Shizeb when she bare him. Okay, so we're, this, this is Judah. So right here, Judah has, um, he has pretty much left his family, uh, went away from his brothers. And when I was reading this, I'm like, wow, that was pretty good. Evil group of, you know, of, of siblings and changing your, changing your atmosphere, okay? So him leaving his brothers, leaving them could have been a good thing. But keep this in mind. Some people say, well, if you just change your atmosphere or move to another state, but if your mindset is not just, is, is the same and your mindset is still and your ways are still the same ways as if you, before you, you change your location, things are not going to work out the way you think they are because you have to change. You can change your location, but you have to change your way of thinking as well. You have to change your mindset. When people say, "Oh, I just need to, I just, I just need to move from out of here," and it is a true saying, and um, I know it's Valentine's Day and all that, but you know, if somebody somewhere they thought they was, you know, get that that get that hood chick from out the hood and can't turn them into a housewife, but you know who can? God can, and He can change your heart. He can change your mindset, but you have to be willing. Generational curses things that you have seen your whole life, those things can be broken in Jesus' name. So Judah found a wife, sons, as I read, Ur, Onan, and Shelah. So we're going to pick up verse number six. And Judah took a wife for Ur. Y'all, this gets really good. For those of you that's on the panel and you really read this, I don't know about you, but I was like, whoa, oh, my goodness. What we're getting ready to dig into, for those that are listening, this situation and things similar to this, um, of course, you you know, we don't plan people's marriages and then some people they do. But the stuff that we're getting ready to, to dig into, the tr- being tricky and making promises and not coming through with your with your promise and, you know, keeping your word, that still happens in 2023, okay? So let's dig into it, y'all. This is good. And Judah took a wife for Ur, which was his firstborn, okay, whose name uh, was uh, Tamar, Tamar. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight 
of the Lord. And the Lord slew him. The Lord slew him. Why? Because he was wicked in the sight of the Lord. This is Judah's son. Think about the backstory of Judah, the heart that Judah had. Now he has children. Be careful, say, and ain't sinners, everybody that's listening. You're having children. Things are going on. Be careful. God is a patient God. He's more patient with us than we are with our children. He's more patient with us than we are our coworkers. He's more patient with us than we are our fellow sisters and brothers in Christ. And I'm just like, wow, what in the world happened to where God gives us chances, but here, whatever that wickedness was in the sight of the Lord, he slew him. And Judah said unto Onan, which is his secondborn son, in unto thy brother, unto thy brother's wife, and marry her, and raise up seed to thy brother. And we're going to go, yeah, let's keep on reading. Let's read down to, to number 10. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his. And it came to pass when he went in unto his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground. We already know what he's talking about. Spilled it on the ground, okay? Lest that he should give seed to his brother. And the thing which he did this displeased the Lord, wherefore slew him also. The second son of Judah got fluent, okay, killed him. So Judah tells Onan, his second-born son, to marry Tamar and raise up seed. Onan refused and spilled the seed. It's self-explanatory, okay? But this is... You can lay with her. You can lay with her now, okay, but not do what the the other part that you was asked to do. So you just let it spill on the ground. Comes down to just to take look at it on the other side. God tells us to do certain things, but we we give and we take. We take what we want to. God says, go get out of your way. Go feed the hungry. Go you know go. Uh, Go out your way, pick someone up for church. Do we can do some of those things, but we won't do everything that God told us. But Judah told his second born son to go lay with Tamar, marry her, marry her and have seed. He did that, but he on purposely on purposely filled the seed. Anybody have any comments so far? Before I continue, any comments? Well, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'll continue. So, um, so Onan um, refused and still see. So, as I was saying, he he saw she was good enough to lay with her. Um, and all the way through with what his dad told him to do, okay? 
So at this point, and even just a little back history with that, this was widely practiced in the ancient Near East and was later incorporated into the law of Moses, okay? So as we see, <clears throat> a lot of times, Onan, first of all, he didn't, you know, it said that he, you know, and, and my, my teammate that's on the panel, y'all can, you know, y'all can help me out <clears throat> with this, but it says that Onan knew that the um, seed should not be his, and it came to pass when he went into his brother's wife, sealed it on the ground. So if this was something that you were so, you know, this is just not right, you still got your pleasure, you still did your whatever, but you... I mean, you know, well, what are y'all, what are, what are you all's opinion on verse number nine? How, how would you look at verse number nine for anybody that wants, that wants to answer that? It's, it's a wide it just, question. It just seems like it just shows how evil, you know, uh, people's intentions could be because he knew what he was doing. And oh, yeah. like you said, he, he did what he wanted to do and, he wasn't going to fulfill anything that his father wanted him to do anyway. So it was just the evilness of his heart. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's good. Yes. Lady Oliver. Yeah. I can, I can definitely agree. Uh, and especially as, as a man, <laughs> I mean, we can, we can see, uh, I mean, it's a great point because I, I never thought about it as many times I've read and, uh, went over this scripture. I never thought about him um, just getting his pleasure, uh, you know, doing what satisfies him, but not fulfilling, <coughs> excuse me, not fulfilling or uh, following through with, with what he was told to do. And you made a good point uh, about us, and God gives us specific instructions, but we want we we so often only want to do that part or only we so often only do the part that's comfortable, that's pleasing, um, that's pleasurable to us. And and that's what Onan, because he knew, and, and we've been talking about, uh, we've been dealing on our family nights. We've been, we've been dealing with Abraham and Sarah and the significance of Sarah being able to have a child um, so it's kind of the same thing going on now with, with Tamar. Uh, Judah's wanting to make sure that seed is being uh, brought forth, you know, in honor of the, the son that, that died uh, because we know if you've got that son, it's going to keep the family, it's going to, you know, that, that brings protection, provision, safety, and security even to, uh, to the mother. Uh, so, you know, we must we must not just be um, willing, but we must be willing and obedient. The scripture says, "If we are willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land." So sometimes we we can be obedient, but we may not be willing. In other words, you you can do you can do. You know, some of us, uh, well, everybody on the panel has children. How many times have you told your child to do something? And they do it, but they go kicking and screaming and mummering up under their breath, and you know they they don't they they're not willing. They're obedient, but they're not willing. So they they'll mm-hmm. do whatever, but it's a whole bunch of other stuff. And then you find yourself saying, "Man, why if you don't just do what I tell you to do and shut up?" You know, we as parents and and ladies, I you brought out a great point. 
you know, God is more patient with us than we are with our children. You know, we'll slap them and, you know, but it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing. God deals with us in the same way. And sometimes even I, I can speak for myself and I'll be quiet. Uh, there's been things that I've said or done to my children in discipline or whatever, and then it seemed like God will remind me of the mercy or the grace that he shared with me over some things that I may have not done completely, you know, things like that. So often God will uh, teach us through uh, our own experiences with our children. So I, I never thought about that uh, with old man until this point. So thank you. Great lesson. Amen. Amen. And that's, and that's, so thank you, um, thank you for that. And <clears throat> a lot of times, even when it comes down to pleasure, you know, we don't we 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 want to get the pleasure, but as, out of all of that, who gets who gets the glory out of that? If God has told you to do something, just as my husband said, be be willing or be obedient, be willing and be obedient. Okay. So at this point, and I thought about it also in this situation. Um, as the scripture says, and in Odan verse verse number nine again, um, and Odan knew that the um, that the the seed should not be his, and it came to pass when he went in unto his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground, uh, lest that he should give seed to his brother. Uh, verse ten, and the thing which he did displeased the Lord, wherefore he slew him. He slew him. God didn't. God didn't appreciate this. So old man, he died. A, he died an early death. He died. He went ahead and took him out. And I thought about it. I was like, wow. Out of all Judah, you know, out of all the crazy stuff that, that you know that they were doing, and Judah, um, he sold. It was his. It was his idea to set this thing up when it came down to his to his his little brother Joseph. Well, what in the world, you know, but we're, and what I'm saying is we can't determine what's good and what's bad or who God should punish and who sh- and who God um, shouldn't punish. You look, what, they doing this and I'm living right and I'm, you know, I'm trying, I've changed my ways and these people, they still living wrong. And just to give you, you know, an example of, of that, of how we are, the reason why I said what I said you know, yes, looking at Judah like, what? No, Judah should, he should have been wiped because your his heart was evil. Less about what happened to his brother. He didn't, he didn't care. But here when I read that his son, well, maybe that was, that was, that's his punishment. So when you go throughout your day, even if it's family or it's people that you're around or, you know, people who you were once associated with and you're no longer associated with, However, it's not our job to say what God should and shouldn't do to a person or what God should do. You know, it's just God. <clears throat> we, can't, we can't put people in heaven or hell. And a lot of times people use that saying, well, you can't put me in heaven or hell. That's when they're doing things contrary uh, to, uh, against the word, the word of God. If the, if the word is telling you to do this, this, and this, and you know, it's in plain sight that you're you're not standing on the word of God. You're not doing what God is asking you to do. He's you're not doing what He's 
commanded you to do, well, God knows my heart, put me in a heaven or hell. No, I can't. You can't either, those that's listening. Your children, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your associates, strangers off the street. No, we cannot put anybody in heaven or hell. They put themselves there. Amen. So with Onan, because of he did what he did, verse 10, wherefore he slew him also. This is the second-born son, second-born son of Judah. Okay? Verse number 11, then said Judah to Tamar. Okay? So here you have Tamar. And ladies, be careful. We're going to get into this. Of course, Tamar, you know, she she was she was there. I'll, you know, Bible don't don't talk about what what she got out of it. She just hey, that's, that's brother-in-law did what it did what it did. Okay, so then said Judah to Tamar, his daughter-in-law. This is Judah talking to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, and he's telling her, remain a widow. At thy father's house till Sheila, I think I'm saying it right, Sheila, Sheila, my son, be grown. This is the baby boy. This is the third son, okay? So verse 11, Judah is telling Tamar, his daughter-in-law, remain a widow at thy father's house till his baby boy, Sheila, be grown. For he said, lest, peradventure, he die. Okay? Also, brethren did. And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. At this point, Judah has made a promise to Tamar. He gave her instruction. He gave Tamar on what to do. Okay? Go, chill out with your daddy until this, this, until this little one right here gets older. Okay? Tamar did what Judah asked of her. Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house, okay, Judah made Tamar a promise, when the baby boy gets older, all yours, and you are all his, and in process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died, Judah's wife, she died, and Judah was uh, was comforted, shared to Timnath. He and his friend, Hira and Adulamite. Okay? Slow, because I want y'all to get this part, because this part is very important to the end of this chapter. And when you make a promise, it's best that you stick with it. Or if something comes up, even, and and I can only use children for my babies for an example, and even Anybody, if you make someone a promise, they are expecting you to fall through with it. Well, honey, I can't, um, you know, as far as married couples, well, um, we, we can't go out tonight. I promise you, 
this weekend, this Friday, me and you, or it can be or or it can be the wife telling the husband, baby, I'm just so exhausted. You know what? We're we're gonna do this, or I'm gonna do this. You made a promise. I want you to come through with with, with what you promised on your job. Once you once you hit that three month mark or that six month mark, you're gonna get that five dollar raise. Is that oh oh okay? That's that's a promise. We got you. But then when that time comes. It's disappointing. You are not that safe. You are not that deep to where your feelings and your human self will not get hurt or disappointed. Okay? So at this point, I'm going to read verse number 12. And in process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was confronted and went up into uh, sheep, sheep shares to Timnat, he and his friend, Hira and Adulamite. Judah failed to make, he didn't keep his promise, okay? So many decades passed, and Tamar is still living as a widow. And I was like, well, how old is Tamar? Because if the baby, a baby boy and then they get together, you know, he's going to have him a, a old a old woman. But, hey, custom what they do. Okay, I, I understand. So many decades passed, and Tamar is still living as a widow in her father's house. She did what she was asked to do. She went, she dwelt, and she waited. Time. I'm going to turn it over to my husband for um, offering. Amen. All right, uh, man. I, I was going to let you, you know, keep on going with that. It's, it's getting good now. It's getting good. All right, all right. Now let's go ahead and do the offering uh, tonight. You have uh, two different ways as as every Tuesday night. Uh, we offer two different ways in which you can give a donation of whatever the amount that the Lord lays on your heart. Uh, if you would like to give to the Extended Arms Ministry, as we always say, that's our outreach uh, to our community. You can do so at dollar sign. This is the Cash App information, dollar sign, EA Ministry. Once again, that's dollar sign. The letter E, the letter A, and the word ministry. That'll go directly to our extended uh, arms uh, ministry. And also, if you would like to give a donation tonight to Praise Tabernacle Church, you can do so at dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church. And the number is 877. And may the Lord bless you real good for what you're able to do on tonight. Services back into the hands of Lady Zachary. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That gave me time to, to drink some water. Amen. Trying to get this voice back from screaming at my at my son's baseball game last night. But this right here is so important. Okay? Sing your word and keeping your promise. Growing up, I always heard your word is your bond. 
if you say it, some people literally take it to heart. Like, okay, if they said it, oh, I know it's going to get done. Oh, I know it's going to happen. And if you're like me, I also have people around me, in my, even in my family. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I, I got you. As soon as it's coming out of their mouth, you already know it's, 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 it's a lie, and the truth definitely ain't in them. And they're not gonna they're not gonna come through with what they said they was going to do. And I know I'm not the only one that know at least one, you know, is some um, maybe two or three. But it is very important for you to keep your word. Some people say words, but it has no meat on it. You're just speaking words. You're just talk. You're just talking. You're saying a whole lot, saying nothing. Your word is your your word is your bud. Keep your promises. Keep your promise. If I say I got you, I got you. Whatever it is, I got you. And I ain't going ain't to go to jail for you. But if I say I got you or I love you, I love I love you. I was sharing with my husband, and I, it's so amazing how people can say they care about you and they love you. And, I mean, <laughs> right in your face. I love you, give you a hug, pat you on the back. I got your back. I got you. But in the same breath, in the same, I mean, it, it turns into it turns into hate, but you don't know it. And I told my husband, I said, the thing about you and I is when we, lo- when we love you, we love people, we love you. We genuinely, if, we genuinely love and care about you. And even when things happen or people – Scandalize your, scandalize your name or try to kill your integrity because of lies, um, because of lies and because of things that probably didn't go their way, I, the love is still there. I love everybody. You want to know, because I don't want to die and go to hell. And if I can, if you can't walk past the person, just like Joseph's brothers, saw him coming and just it it disturbed him so bad that's why judah had you know what you know what let's not kill him let's just sell him that's some true hatefulness in your heart and my daddy he said something to me as being um a churchman all his life and he was like you gotta have tough skin you still gotta love people in spite of and i've and i've been hearing that all my life because I've, I've seen i've seen so much and so when this, when I read this about, like, you, you, you told this person, you, you gave them your word. You gave them your word. You don't know where people's walk of life is. And I love, I mean, I, I, I truly, if I say I love you, I, I love you. I can't die and go to hell. And if I can't be around you and, and I, you make me uneasy, you want to know what? That person has power over you if you can't speak about a person or if you see them in the grocery store at the gas station they're pumping right beside you not saying you have to go out your way to say hey i'm over here but you stop pumping gas and get in your car just to avoid that person that person has power over you they have power over you that's something i don't I don't, it's, it's no topic tonight. This topic, I mean, this this lesson bell should speak volume. 
should speak volume. God may not punish you directly, but he will allow things to happen around you that will affect you. Let's be careful on how we treat people. And if you have an opinion, it's your opinion. Only speak fact. If it's not fact, it does not stand. There's no foundation. It's on sinking it's on sinking sand. There's no foundation there. Be careful of the things you say because God, hey, he may not punish you today, he may not punish you tomorrow, he may not come through your family, but God God has a way of showing you you. And if anybody's listening on here and you're that person that has been fighting, oh God, I can't stand this person. Why? They have power over you. God gave me the power to where I can I God we destroy yokes over here. It's the anointing that makes destroys the yoke. We got to do better. So here verse number thirteen and we're gonna read it on now. It's seven forty two, but we're 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 good. But um before I go any further, um does the panel wanna make a comment or um say anything, you can do so. We're going to move on. I have a, I just had a question. So yes. as a believer, as a believer, um, and you have a person that um, they're not around you all the time, but if they do come anywhere in your presence, even if the presence is um, n- not in your physical reach out and touch space, but you see them. Um, and you get so upset because they're in your vicinity. Um, how can, what are the steps that a believer can take to to get help with them feeling that way? Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I do follow what you're saying. And even with that, um, I will use this as an example. I mean, I, I don't, it is what it is, and I'm going to share this, and I hope it helps. Certain, I would say in certain, situ, in certain situations, it's just like a person that, um, that has, let's say, has taken advantage of you as a child, and that stuff is still kind of, kind of in you, even like you, they're, they're not in my personal space, but I see them, and it just, it just does something to me. You got, and in the course of the panel, and my husband, he can help with this as well, what as a believer what what can I do? First of all, we're human, okay? If there's no bitterness, no hate there and it's just, you know, kinda unsettled or, or, or bothered, pray and ask God, God, you you know what it is, God, can you re- remove it from me? And if it's affecting you in that kind of, in you know, in a certain kind of way, then yes, as a believer we have to we have to go to God and not try to completely avoid the situation, um, but to kind of, you know, pray God, ask Lord, look, this person, they don't even have to be two feet, but I can see them down the street. And you start, you like, what is it that you're feeling? Is it, you know, you're bothered, your spirit? Is it a spirit of discernment where your spirits don't click? Or is it, um, I can't, oh, I just don't know what to do. So, like, what exactly is it when if you come if you see a person in your which as what you're explaining um lady oliver just like um 
you see this person, it's like you just you don't like this person. So personally, um, I think it's more of a, a bitterness situation and more of a, um, a situation that needs to be released to the Lord um, mm-hmm. because it's hindering, it's hindering this person from moving forward because at the mention of this person's name, they, it, even at the mention of their name, they get highly upset. And this is a, this is a believer that's having an issue. Yeah, I, I, I can, uh, I, I can't really say the, a specific answer. Um, just, uh, just from my, my point of view, this is a great question. Just obvious. First of all, <clears throat> because we, as humans, God has given us the feelings that we have. He's the mechanisms, the the height, the the anxiety. Some folks feel anxiety, you know, when they get around certain people that they know have uh, mistreated them or whatever. So a lot of times we we want to say, you know, just pray about it, and 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 not to say not to pray, but right. these are real issues. You know, these are are real feelings. And one thing that I've been kind of careful to do lately is not to um, neglect or or to say your feelings or you don't have a right to feel that way. Your feelings are real to you, and God gave you those feelings. It's part of your, it's part of being human. It's part of, uh, and, and you know, we're not Jesus. We're striving to 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 be like Him. Now He was, you know, they hid Him, they pulled hair out of His beard, they pierced Him, they did all these things to Him. He turned the other cheek. Now some of us are not at that point. Well, we can turn the other cheek. We we may turn another cheek. It'll be your cheek, okay? We, we can't we can't act like like we don't have real feelings, and that some of us God is still working on. Don't mean you're not saved. It don't mean you don't love God. But there's you know, hey, I, I can't sit here and tell you if you have mistreated or you've done something crazy to my child that means you're going to walk hand in hand and saying Yankee Doodle, you know, no, it's not going to happen because of my protection factor of my mechanism to defend or to, you know, especially as a man, okay, if you have offended me, yes, I can forgive you, but I'm not going to allow you to offend me or do that same thing to me again. I can love you, uh, you know. We can, we may can even shout together. We may can even sing together, but I, I will not give you another opportunity to hurt me in that same way. So what am I going to do? It's human nature. You're going to put your guard up. And yes, you can forgive a person. And and they used to say, they used to say, if you don't forget it, you ain't forgave them. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie because. There are things that has happened in our lives that we're going to remember until Jesus come back. But that doesn't mean that I got to treat you nasty, okay? But that doesn't. That also doesn't mean uh, that mean you got to go out and 
uh, eat pancakes together. Because now you've shown me who you are, then what, what's the old saying? Uh, fool me once, uh, shame on, on you. Fool me. How they go? Me. Fool me twice, shame on me. No. Yes. Yeah, some along the line, some along the line. But y'all always remember, we, we are striving to perfection. But for somebody to say, well, you know, I forget everything. I don't I forgave and forgot. Okay, you saying that, but let something come up. Let, <laughs> right. Let's talk about marriages. <laughs> let's talk about husband and wives real quick. How many times have... Okay, long as everything going good, hey, we ain't thinking about nothing. But let us get heated. Let it get real oh. heated, and both are guilty in most in most cases. Let me just say most cases of bringing up something that you said you forgave me of. You said you you said we was good on that. So you still remember that? Yeah, I remember it, and I'm bringing it up to you now. <laughs> so things <Right>. like that. <laughs> I mean, and why? Because we are. Human, look. You can go, and and I'll be quiet. I'm just, I'm just. This is a great question, Law. We could, we could talk about this for the next month. Uh, but for Paul, real? Paul, when he was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was getting ready to go off the scene, and he called Timothy. I think it was Timothy. It may have been even Titus, but I know it was Timothy, if I'm not mistaken. And Paul went down a record. He 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 called out by name each individual that he wanted to warn Timothy about. And some of the names that he called out, they did good to him, and he let Timothy know. But then there were some that did Paul wrong, that mistreated him, or that uh, were not fully committed to the gospel. And Paul warned Timothy about them. And one of them, if I'm not mistaken, he even said the Lord, the Lord grant or the Lord deal with him. Accord. It was something like that. I, I apologize. I, I can't <laughs> say it directly. But if you look at, at the end of Paul's days, he, if I'm not mistaken, he called Timothy. And he, Paul calls a role. And he goes through certain names. And he tells Timothy, he warns Timothy about those that did him good. And he warns him about those that did not doing good, you know. Mm. And that was Apostle Paul. That was Apostle Paul. He 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 wrote what thirteen or whatever how many books, you know. Paul also had an issue with uh, Peter at a time, and he confronts Peter. He confronts Peter face to face. He withstood. He withstood Peter. And then y'all remember the scripture? I believe it's in Matthew. And I, I promise I'll be quiet after this. Says if uh, you got an alt, you go to the person, okay. And then if that don't work, then you take a witness. Now you, that, that don't mean you try to get the witness on your side, and you you try to get the witness to you know y'all double up on the person. But you take a witness <laughs> of someone that can, you know, kind of cut down the line between whatever's going on. And then it says, and this is something that I I, I really haven't seen done, even though the scripture tells us to do it. Uh, maybe because, you know, we, we work it out, but I, I doubt that. I've been in church all my life, so I, I, I ain't never seen no, you know, not that it hasn't happened. But that third step is you bring it before the church. And if that, don't, if that don't work, then the Bible says you count that brother as a non-believer, that brother or that sister. 
as a non-believer. So sometimes you're dealing with folk that, you, sometimes you're dealing with people that are really just non-believers. They, they trust in that gospel. They're not really concentrating on this gospel. Okay, so mm. yes, pray, yes, fast, yes, ask God, you know, uh, um, you know, ask God to help you in that area. But to say you, 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 it's not a real feeling, and that you, 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 you are wrong for feeling that way. We, we can't really say that because it's a natural feeling that God has given us, and when someone hurts us, we automatically. You can have the Holy Ghost. You can. Run around the church. You can speak in all. You can speak in every language in the world, but you you have a feeling, okay? And then a mechanism kick in to say, "I'm not going to allow you to hurt me like that again." So, so I, I I don't even know if that you know if, if that's even no, it, it, it's, it's just real. It's real. It's real yes, life. Sir. Appreciate it. And, and don't think you're the only one, Sister Oliver. Or, or whoever it is that you know that's in the situation, we all. I, like I say, I, well, okay, I've been in church all my life. I've been pastoring now almost fifteen years, and I can do like Paul did. I can call roll. Okay, I can call roll, and I, I can, I can, you know. And matter of fact, let's let's just be real tonight. I've had to do it. Minister told me I think he's on tonight. He may remember when I had to. I had to call Rose, and I went to that scripture in a meeting uh, with him and Elder Oliver. And I think Minister Tober asked, well, how do we deal with – is Minister Tober on here tonight? Is he on? Yes, I'm on. I'm here. I'm listening. Minister Tober, you remember, you remember asking that? You remember we was having this conversation? Okay, all right, all right. So, Sister Oliver, you, you not – or whoever you know, whether it's you or someone you know, okay, we, we're not exempt from it, from the pastor – to the music, to whomever is is a part of walking with God, with walking with Christ, but you are not going to grieve and stop fooling yourself and stop trying to not not you, Sister Oliver. I'm just I'm just speaking now. Yeah. <laughs> stop thinking that you got to please everybody because you and I've been telling y'all this. You keep trying to please folk, they'll never be happy. Stop buying stuff you don't need, trying to impress folk that you don't like. Okay? And when God, when God has allowed that ship to sail, stop trying to call that ship back so you can get back on board. If God has allowed the ship to sail, let it sail. Let it go. Because okay? a lot of times we try to hold on to stuff and we try to hold on to people. I'm guilty. I am guilty. We try to hold on to relationships. We try to hold on to friendships. <laughs> That God has allowed, God has, he, 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 he's greater than Popeye the sailor man. He's built the ship, he's blowed on the sail, and he's cruising. But here we go, wanting to go swimming after it. But God said, I haven't got rid of it. It's time, it's time to move on. And God gave me this a couple of years ago. Some people are in your life for a reason, and some folks are in your life for a season. You got to know the difference. And if you don't know the difference, ask God. Is it what's the reason and what's the season? And be willing, be willing to walk by yourself with the Lord if need be. Stop thinking you need folks around you and folks to, to tell you who you are. God will tell you who you are. And be confident in what God says. All right. 
It's all over. You done messed up tonight. I'm through. <laughs> all right, amen. That's good. That that's a, that's perfect. That's perfect. But you know, <clears throat> I could give as far as like what my husband just said. That was that's. I mean that's that's perfect. He always has the answers. I have to rub his head tonight. You know, it is it is Valentine's Day, so I got to rub it a little, little softer tonight. But watch um, it, mother. Watch <laughs> it, mother. That is, um, Don't start, man. I, now I can speak as a believer, far as me. So, like my husband just said, um, I mean, I ain't no point even going back over it. But what works for you, and that, and then not knowing, as I said the last time I did Bible study. Nobody can can make you change your feelings. If, if this is how I feel, this is how I feel. I'm not wrong. Man. This is this is how I feel. I'm not wrong. This is this. I this is I just feel this way. And I did a YouTube um, video, and I was just encouraged. I was like, listen, it is okay for you to feel sad. Why am I feeling sad? Why do I feel neglected? Why do I feel this? I'm not wrong for feeling like I just want to take me a day to get some self and some mental, some mental. It, it it's okay because how you feel, this is my that's how I feel, and it's okay. Right. But you know, it it is it, it is what it is. And even with this, Tamar wasn't thinking about no praying. She was in her feelings. Right. Right. Tamar was in her, after all this time, decades have went by, and I'm going to go ahead and, and close it out. At this time, even with Tamar, Judah, what? Okay, now Tamar hears that Judah, oh, 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 he, oh, he's in town. Okay, bet she was, a, she wasn't thinking about no praying. She wasn't thinking uh-uh. about just, well, let's, well, let's right. get the situation and let's pray about it. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You made me a promise, dude. You didn't come through. I got you. And right here is where um, Tamar deceives Judah. Because, Judah, you told me that this was going to happen. And she heard about it. Even when you hear something, if it, it's, it's how you react. You don't even have to see them. But even <laughs> if somebody right. brings them up, even, right. even in conversation. Do you cringe? Do you what do you do? That that's just how I feel. Yeah, we 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 seek God. We're supposed to seek the Lord for everything. But as my husband said, which he answered it show better than I did, but I can only speak for I, I've been there. I've done that. Do I struggle with that sometimes? Uh sometimes but it's it's genuine. I you know, I I love people, praise God. But right here, and it was told that Tamar is saying, Behold thy father in law goeth up uh, to Timnit, and listen, just to give y'all, because I was like, what is sheep sharing? Sheep here, sheep, uh, sheep sharing. Shear his sheep. In verse uh-huh. 12, shears. I, I was like, what in the world is it? So, sheep shear. what you say, baby? How you say it? Shear. Sheep shearing. Yeah, sheep shearing was often a time of sexual temptation due to Canaanite cult which encouraged ritual fornication as fertility magic. That's what that is. So this is what Judah was, you know, Judah was going where doing what he about to do. So now 
Tamar like, uh-huh, you, yeah, you in the right place. Let me go ahead and take off all my, and I'm just going to sum it up. Let me go ahead and take off all this widow garment that you had me sitting over here waiting in my father's house, and you you didn't stand on your promise. So let me go ahead and take all of this off, and let me get, you know, let, let me get where I know you're going to be, okay? <laughs> let, let me go ahead and find out where, where you're going to be at, okay? So when Judah saw her, he thought her to be a, a real harlot. Tamar knew what she was doing, by the way, and said, go to, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee, meaning let me have sex with you. Tamar knew what Tamar done set this thing up, okay? And she said, what will thou give me that thou mayest come in unto me? And he said, I will send thee a kid from the flock. And she said, will thou give me a pledge till thou send it? And he said, what pledge shall I give thee? And he said, thy signet and thy bracelet. Judah giving her all this stuff, okay? And he arose, verse 19, and went away and laid by her veil. And she arose and went away, okay, and laid by her veil from her and put on the garment of her widowhood, playing dress up. Okay, I got it. Sum it all up. Tamar gets pregnant. She goes back, do what she do, okay? So Judah has sent out to go look for her, and they're like, uh, we can't, we can't find her. Uh, Judah, are you okay? Who are, who are you talking about? Because uh, we, we don't, we, we haven't seen anybody. Tamar played him really well. Then he asked the men in verse twenty-one. Then he asked the men, "Where is the harlot that was openly by the wayside?" And they said, "There was no harlot in this place." Tamar did what she did, and she left because she knew you, he didn't keep his promise. He didn't keep his promise. And I'm going to read it all out, okay? And it came to pass about three months after that it was told Judah, saying, Tamar, thy daughter-in-law, hath played the harlot. And also, behold, she is with child by whoredom. And Judah said, bring her forth and let her be burnt. Now he want to punish her. And we forget about the crazy stuff that, we do, that we've done, but we want to hurt someone else. When she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose these are, am I with child? And she said, Discern, I pray thee, whose are these? The signet and bracelet. And Judah acknowledged them and said, She has been more righteous than I, because that I, I gave her not to Sheila, my son. And he knew her again no more. Knew her again no more. And it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. Who does that remind you of? Her family, Jacob, Esau, twins. And it came to pass when she travailed, the one put out his hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, this came out first. And it came to pass, as he drew back his hand, behold, his brother came out. And she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name was called Perez. 
And afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, and his name was called Zara, something like Zara, Zara. What does that remind you of? Jacob and Esau, twins. What were they doing? Battling the wolf. So here, Judah was told Tamar was pregnant because of harlotry. His initial reaction was let her be burnt. This was an unusual punishment, but he was unable to carry this out, you guys. When he discovered that he was the guilty one, what did he do? Hey, you're more righteous than I to admit it. She, he was forced to admit it, okay? She had been more righteous than I. Judah was wrong on two counts, and I'm done. He committed adultery with her. And he had not kept his word by refusing to give Tamar his son. Be careful of the words that come out your mouth because people actually take your words at heart. Pray that you are encouraged to do the right thing. Say the right thing. Go off of your own and go off of your own feelings and what and what you know. Don't go off of what other people say and do. I pray you're blessed. I pray the rest of your week is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Service into the hands of, of you, honey. All right. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, I, that also, <laughs> Judah reminds me also of the story about David. You know, the, the, let's, let's be clear. These are the people of God. These are the people, the chosen people of God, the, the Hebrews, you know, Abraham's seed. And look at, just from this story, look at how much um, turmoil and flesh and just how much stuff went on just in that. And then we know with David and Bathsheba, you know, David said when, when Nathan came to him, he said, whoever this man is, he's going to, you know, up or up there, he said he's going to die, going to kill him, and he's going to restore fourfold. You know, and then Nathan had to tell him, thou art the man. Thou art the man. But before David, <laughs> Judah, you the man. You, you're the man. And as we see, he was, his wife, Judah's wife had died, and of course, Tamar's husband had died, so uh, it wasn't as much adultery as, as it was in fornicating, but it, it was more or less like uh, Judah said. She was more righteous. She had, you know, she she waited around because that's what he told her to do. So, you know, this is baby. That was that was real good, real good on tonight, men. You know, hey, be careful. Be careful what you tell your woman. You know, because I, after twenty some twenty one years of marriage, I, my wife, uh, she can remember stuff, and it ain't not necessarily bad stuff, but she can remember. I mean, just detailed things with the children, and detailed things with the, you know us, detailed family stuff. Uh, I, sometimes it shocks me about how detailed uh, she is. Thank God, my name is Omar and not Onan. You know, uh, you know we, uh, Amen, Amen, Amen. Thank God for my seed, all five of them. The Lord blessed us with, Amen. 
All right, I uh, I leave that alone. All right, I know Sister Oliver had to had to go into a meeting. Uh, Minister Sister Tobit, I think y'all are the only ones on. Either what what you got any any final words for tonight? Any final words? I just want to say that this is the original Young and the Wrestling. <laughs> uh, you just talking about the soap operas I think on last week because I did read the story earlier, but you know, with with the Bible because it's so it's so much that you can get out of it when you are listening to other people and their interpretations of the scriptures. It's just like whoa, and I wonder with Judah if he didn't actually give the baby boy to Tamar as he had promised because he was scared since he had already had two deceased sons that were seemingly in relation to her. So I wonder, like, if he was actually scared because I know even though so much time had went by to become a child to an adult when he was promised to give him over, he didn't forget. It was no way that he forgot that that was what he was supposed to do. So I wonder, like, was he just was he scared that something would happen to the baby boy? Also, like, you know, and I, I guess that's not here nor there. But I wonder if the, if there was a reason not to say that it make it right, but why he didn't keep his promise. But the player got played because when Tamar heard he was coming into town, she came and you know those widow clothes came off and. She put on something, you know, hot and ready little Caesars, and she was like, okay, cool. Like, you want to play? I didn't forget. I'm going to show you who's better at your game. But what I can say is I'm glad he cleaned it up in the end, and he acknowledged that she was more righteous than him. She, you know, did what she was supposed to do as much as she could have as a wife. Um, She let Onan do his thing even though – he sinned also because he just wanted sexual sexual gratification from it and not to keep the legacy going as he was supposed to. So she actually endured that, which, you know, was wrong also. And then she went, followed his commands, went, sat at her father's house for all these years. That's and, right. I mean, she, she got his butt back, though. She got him back. But he, he said it. I'm glad that he acknowledged in the end that he was wrong. And he did, you know, let them burn her or what have you. So again, the, the, this the original soap right here. This original. <laughs> mm-hmm. And can I can I say something? Um, what Sister um, Tobert just what she was just saying. Um, some theologians, as I was studying that, do you know was mentioning that once he thought about it, yes, he was you know fearful and kind of thought about like, wait, you know. This uh, he was fearful. That's what some theologians say. But me, as I was researching it, it never really gave, um, you know, a clear picture of why Judah did what he did. But with his history, he had an evil heart. So that's what you know. That's what some theologians say. But it doesn't say. It doesn't give the specifics of exactly why he kept Sheila from giving, you know, waiting uh, for him to get older to give him over to uh, Tamar. Yeah, y'all, y'all, that, that's, that's good. That, that goes back to, to what I just said about, you know, women 
And I'm quite sure Minister Tober can say the same thing uh, about his wife. But you know, y'all y'all have. I'm I'm gonna say this. I, I is you know I know what what they what you said about the theologian. But I I could really see. Yeah, maybe he he thought about you know well I, hey two sons are dying from this moment I don't want the other one. Then too I can see the process of time. You know maybe he really you know really forgot. You know, there's a possibility that he that he really did, um, you know, forget because he did acknowledge and he, he pretty much repented, saying that she had been more righteous, you know, because she did what she was supposed to do and I didn't do, you know, I didn't do my part. So, uh, you know, this speaks to the women and men, you know, uh, to all my sisters listening, you know, sometimes men do, do forget. Sometimes we... <laughs> Sometimes we do forget, you know, being with my wife over, what, 23, 24 years, uh, between dating and marriage, there's been plenty of, plenty of stuff. Like I said, she can, she can tell you date time and color of clothes and all kind of stuff. And it, it and I'm like, oh, was I there? Uh, yeah, you were there. Who else was there? So, you know, we, we definitely have, have those moments where she has to often uh, remind me, you know, it could be just some last week that we talked about or something that we was going to do, and it had slipped my mind, you know. So, uh, you know, you know. So, all right, all right. That was real good, uh, Sister Tobert. Uh, Minister Tobert, any, anything on tonight? Yes. Um, I'd like to say it was a great lesson. It was a lot to unpack. And, um, you know, before I forget anything, uh, I'm going to say, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm a witness. I'm part of the uh, forgetful crew. It's a few things I forget. Certain things, like you say, whether it might be around the house or anything, you might forget something. So I, I understand. <laughs> I think you know he could have he could have forgot. You know what I'm saying? He could have got yeah. a little busy, time and passed, and he could have forgot. But I, you know, you know, just just taking up for the men real quick. But um, <laughs> I, I agree with. You. I agree with both views. It could have been either or. It could have been fearful. I mean, you know, you could take the other route of, you know, losing not only a child but two two of your kids, you know, so two out of the uh, three boys, you know, so it could have went either way. I just think that it was a lot to unpack between that, and I'm just glad that we got so many different perspectives on it. And we just – main thing we got to remember, like you say, uh, you know, keep your promises – if you say you're going to do something, you know, to the best of your ability, go ahead and, and try and do it. Because especially if you doing it with evil intent, now you know that's going to come back to you as you see. You know, you can sit there and try and play somebody, but that's going to come back, you know, and you that's don't know right. the way that it's going to come back. It, it may not come back the exact way that it happened to you, the way that you dealt it out. So just in a natural sense for us, listening and learning tonight, we got to understand that just try to do right by people. It ain't that hard. And and to speak to one of the situations earlier, even if someone has done you wrong, you know, you, you can be able to, you know, lean to the Lord to be able to um, basically get past it. If someone has done you wrong and you still got to come around that person and still see that person every now and again, you know, you can also deem that to the Lord, and he'll give you that strength to be able to get past it to where you can be in the same room with somebody. We 
You know, That's like, right. uh, you know, got family members that can't be in the same room now because of, you know, previous relationship 10, 20 years ago. And you got to get past that. You know, people got kids and grandkids together, but you can't let that go. So you don't want to be that person to be bitter and to hold on to that type of thing. So we got to understand that, you know, we just got to grow in 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 Christianity and grow with the Lord to be able to get past some of this stuff. People say it, but you got to actually do it. And you got to actually pray on it That's and right. put the action forth into it. Don't just, you know, pray on it and, and leave it there. No, you got to try it, you know, yourself. So, you know, just all, sum it all up, do what you're supposed to do, and also a great lesson, and just you know, you know, lean unto the Lord when you have that uh, weakness because, you know, where you're weak, he's strong. That's all. All right, you better preach, Toba. You better preach, man. That is, that's real good. Excellent, excellent, well-spoken, well-spoken. When we are weak, then he is strong. Okay, so in the time moment when you stop telling yourself, I just can't, I just can't, I just ain't. You know, God can do anything. The question was asked, is there anything too hard for God? And we know the the answer to that is no. So great point, Minister Tobit, great point. You know, if we want to be like Jesus, we got to daily deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. We got to do it daily. Okay? So let's let's strive to be more like him, let's strive to have a forgiving heart, and not just with our mouth, but, but with our actions. Strive to do that. Let's strive to, to be like Christ every day, and let's, let's ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us so that we will have the attitude and uh, the favor to, to go after God and daily deny our flesh. Like I said, yes, it's real to us. You know, being hurt, things like that is real to us, and it is real to our flesh. But with the spirit, we can, we are, we are already overcomers. Okay, so be encouraged. Be encouraged, people of God. Thank you so much. This has been another great Tuesday night Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church. As we stated at the beginning of the service tonight, I want you to keep the Oglesby family uh, in prayer. Also, Elder Oliver uh, in prayer and the uh, Lovelace family. Uh, keep them in prayer. We miss them on Sunday also. So just continue to pray for our pray for our church, pray for each other. And as Minister Tober said on Sunday morning, pray for this world. Okay? You know, get in your Bible. Get in your Bible. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, I think there's about <laughs> three or four different things they've shot out the air. <laughs> just here in the United States over the past few days or so, balloons and, and, and other objects that are flying over. Look, <laughs> if you don't know Jesus, get to know him. Get to know him because in, in spite of all this, what's going on in this world, the only hope we got is in Jesus. Uh, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another great Tuesday night Bible study. Uh, tune in again Sunday morning at 9 o'clock for Praise Tabernacle Church Sunday morning fellowship as we're going to say a word of prayer, and we'll see you next time. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We glorify your name. We thank you for the 
the Bible study on the night. Thank you for our teacher. Thank you. We pray that you continue to strengthen her. Thank you for the panel. Thank you for everyone that tuned in all over this world. And we know that something was said to be an encouragement, to even challenge, or to even convict our hearts. And we just thank you as we leave this place for never your presence. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. God bless.